You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. UTEP fans, it's time for Minor Talk with Adrian Broadus and Sal Montes. Minor Talk is presented by the Oscar Arrieta Agency. Seven locations across El Paso from the west side to Fabens. Wind Supply El Paso. Locate your nearest champion dealer at windsupplyelpaso.com. And Keat Southwest. Leading the industry in precision metal stamping since 1958. Call into the show at 880-5763 or tweet the show at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Now, let's go live to the Lube and Go Studios with your hosts, Adrian Broadus and Sal Montez. All right, let's do it. Minor Talk is live. Adrian Broadus flying solo today. I mean, I wish I could tell people that we've got Angel Munoz or Sal Montes in the building, but no, I'm, I'm flying legit solo. I mean, we don't even have somebody to screen phone calls, so anybody who wants to call in on the show at 8805763, just bear with me. Hang with me on hold. Uh, I, I will get to your phone calls in just a little bit. Um, we, we're going to have some... It's going to be an interesting show for sure, but uh, Sal Montes still on his honeymoon. He's with his, uh, his wife, Selma. Uh, they were supposed to come back yesterday. Unfortunately, due to uh, flight cancellations, Sal is out of the mix today. So, uh, yeah, fine. Legit solo. Like, nobody in the studio. I think I'm the only one here uh, at 600 ESPN El Paso headquarters right now. But no problem at all. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun today. And uh, it's the season wrap-up edition of Minor Talk. I think it's only fitting that we do kind of a weird edition of Minor Talk after such a strange game. And, you know, after 34 games, UTEP season is now over, and year one of Joe Golding was a uh, a big success, at least in my eyes. 20 and 14 is what the Miners have finished. Uh, this program has built back their brand. Their brand is back. Fans have excitement. I mean, they announced what 3,500 and change today, but now nah, there was way more fans out there. They they sounded loud. They sounded uh, very excited, and fans have that excitement coming into next year. This program has so much more momentum now than it really had, uh, you know, that you could think in years past. I mean, I, I don't remember an offseason where you looked at this UTEP basketball team and you had this much optimism about the coach, about the direction of the program, and, you know, just about the, the overall brand of UTEP. And, yeah, I, I understand today, you know, the Miners didn't have Jamal Bienemy. Southern Miss also missed uh, one of their best players in Tevion Jones, who uh, is their leading scorer for the Thunderbirds. He missed 
this game, uh, just like Jamal Bienemy. So uh, both teams were a little shorthanded going into this game. There was really no excuse. I mean, I'll be honest with you all. I, I know that there are a lot of fans who I, I've seen in my mentions so far to start things off with minor talk who are saying, oh, UTEP should not have gone in this tournament. They should have uh, avoided this one at all means. They should have just let the offseason hit. But those are the same those same fans who are saying that right now or the same fans right after Middle Tennessee uh, beat the Miners who wanted UTEP to play in some kind of postseason tournament. And I get it. The, the basketball classic was a little odd, a little strange, didn't know uh, week to week who your opponents would be. You didn't know uh, <laughs> there was zero bracket. There's not even a website for this tournament whatsoever. But the, this was player driven. The, the minor players wanted to uh, play some extra postseason hoops. And that's the reason why they got a chance to um, you know play in this uh, tournament right here. And, you know, it's going to be interesting this offseason. I think this is going to be one of the most interesting offseasons we uh, can see or remember for UTEP basketball in years. And I'm curious to see what kind of UTEP recruits come into the mix. I'm curious to see who Joe Golding goes after and, and what, what the kind of brand of basketball he wants to build. You know, Joe Golding in his postgame interview talked about change and how they're not afraid of change. They're, they're almost going to embrace change. So I'm curious to see who decides to leave, who decides to stay. It's so fascinating right here. Let's get into the game real quick. In the first half, solid start by the Miners. I mean, they had some good uh, defensive plays. I I liked what they did, but then Southern Utah went on that 18-2 run and I felt like the, the first half was just over. It was in the books. It was 40-29. to 29. There was a sliver of hope that the Miners could maybe mount a comeback and you know put together something in the second half to make them really try to rally back. And they cut it to within seven points. I mean, they, they tried to get all the momentum they could. But unfortunately for the Miners, um, every time they tried to cut that into that Southern Utah lead, the Thunderbirds would pounce back and they would hit that big shot to just uh, silence the crowd and silence the momentum for the Miners. And, you know, I the, that's that's as a result, you know, as a result, you get that 82-69 final in this game. Thunderbirds have 36 points in the paint. UTEP gets out-rebounded 38-27. to Yeah, it's just not the prettiest game whatsoever in, in any way, uh, shape, or form. And I, I feel like, you, you know, you go into practice this week and I, it was a little bit looser, I'll, I'll be honest. Um, you know, you you walk into practice uh, against Middle Tennessee. I thought that was one of the most intense practice atmospheres I could ever be a part of, uh, just as they were getting ready for not just Middle Tennessee, but just the Conference USA tournament uh, to begin with. And um, this, you know, this week of practice, it was probably a little different because, let's be honest, um, you know, Joe Golding referenced change. Well, some of these players, they know change is about to happen, in, maybe even in their personal basketball career. Maybe some of these players... Um, you know, it's it's sad to say, but they, they might be looking on to what, what school they're going to next, or they might be, you know, behind closed doors getting influenced by people in their in their corners. So we don't this is all speculation. We don't know what's going on behind closed doors, but we do know this. Change is coming. The offseason is finally here. And recruiting is the priority. Joe Golding's getting on a flight at six in the morning to begin the recruiting efforts for the miners. And if you're thinking this is the start. Well, it's been going on. They've offered several junior college recruits. We'll get into the specifics with recruiting later on in the show. Uh, but you know, junior play, junior college players have already been offered. Division one transfers have been talked to. Uh, guys who are in the portal will know more next week about UTEP's roster, and we'll see who gets offers where. And you know, b- bottom line, over you know, bigger big picture storyline for this UTEP basketball uh, team. 
Things are good. The program's in a solid place. UTEP takes on Texas to start next year. Uh, we want to know from the listener, the fan, in our final edition of Minor Talk, who do you think leaves? Or, you know, who, let's give a better question. If you had two players, if you had two players right now that you could think of right now that could stay with this team, who would they be? If you had two players right now that, that could stay on this team and return for next season, Give us those names at 8805763. That's our telephone number. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. And then I'm also asking you, what does UTEP need in the future when it comes to recruiting? Let's read some tweets. We'll take an early break. We'll get to some phone calls. Uh, again, I'm flying solo today, so it's going to be a little rocky uh, of a show, a little bit of a rocky show. Just trying to get these phone calls in, but I appreciate everybody holding and uh, being patient with us. As soon as they give us a call at eight eight zero five seven six three, going to Twitter. This is from Pinky. He checks in first on social media. Cannot remember when was the last time the visiting team was this far ahead. Brad James checked in on social media. Joe Golding reminds me of the high school coaches I interact with in Utah. His passion is evident. Bird feeder Cam, at Cam underscore feeder. He tweets the show, what a horrible game. They should have never played in this tournament. Bryce Chauvin checks in on Twitter. Great season, Miners. Let's get some big power forwards. Coach Joe Golding, Cope, two of the big uh, of the big three come. Thanks again, Coach, and all the players. Picks up the Golding era. That's coming in from Bryce Chauvin on Twitter. Also, Rod Munch tweets the show at Rod Munch. Uh, excuse me, at MunchRod69. We don't want basketball classic championships, though. Well. Okay, Rod. Uh, this guy at Sad UTEP Fan on social media, he tweets the program, this was the worst game of the year to end the year. Seems like all they wanted was that 20th win. Now let's see who stays and see who goes. Also checking in on social media, this is uh, this is coming in from FG06 at FernieG06. It looked and sounded like 6,000. Could you imagine what an 8,000 crowd can do? Yeah, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think that uh, it was a lot more people than we uh, may have been uh, led to believe out at the Haskins Center tonight, and that's great. I, I, I think that that's a, a great, you know, it was a great atmosphere from what I saw on the social media feed and, you know, what I was li- uh, watching on the streaming uh, television. It looked like a great crowd. I would love to know from our listeners uh, how the crowd really was tonight. This one coming in from Pinky as well. Too much standing around on offense. Hashtag Minder Talk. Uh, a big special thanks to our guy, Alex Nicolas. He joined us quite courtside today and helped us out uh, with uh, with a lot of the updates tonight. We'll hear from Alex later on in the show as well. Uh, he'll be calling in on the show and he'll be talking a little bit about uh, UTEP and how they wrapped up their season. So really appreciate Alex Nicolas, one of the best to do it. Uh, and you might you know Alex as, as uh, the best as far as uh, what he did with Minor Rush. So uh, big shout out to Alex for helping us out here on the show as well. El Paso Visuals Deportivos. He checks in on social media. So, so, uh, excuse me. Southern Utah is not a 16-win team missing five scholarship players, writes Ivan. Uh, he hints at Western Illinois. Playing the Miners right now, and it shows on the court and on the scoreboard. Hopefully the Miners can make adjustments and win. Well, 
they they ended up falling in that one, Ivan. But I hear you exactly. Eight eight zero five seven six three. That's our telephone number. Six hundred ESPN El Paso on Twitter. As we get started here on Minor Talk, the Miners fall eighty two sixty nine. The off season is here. Who do you think leaves uh, this program? But a better question: If you had two players, just two players, to stay here, who would they be and why? Send it our way. Six hundred ESPN El Paso on Twitter. And what does UTEP need in the future? Let's take a time out right now. You're listening to. Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Arietta Agency, right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, well, we're back here. Minor Talk continues, 8805763. That's our telephone number, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. That's 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. We've got a trio of calls to get to right now. Joe, Jackson, and Ronnie, who are waiting with us here on the show. Uh, let's get to Twitter real quick. Again, later on in the show, we'll bring you our awards. First off, our hot hand of the game, thanks to our great friends at Keats Southwest who've supported Minor Talk all season long. And then we'll get to our player of the game, Brian. Brought to you by Keats Southwest, who they they helped uh, Minor Talk all season long as well. So we'll get to those two awards later on in the show. Uh, let's keep things moving on social media. This coming in from King Eric, a heartbreaker to end the season from the jump. They they just look like they were. Uh, packing it in, and they were looking to the offseason. Southern Utah is a good team that has a lot of very good shooters. See you guys for football season. Eric, I, you know, I'm not going to call this a heartbreaker necessarily, man. I This was not a heartbreaker right here. This was one of those games where the Miners just simply got beat. I mean, it, it was one of those games that the Miners were outmatched in. And uh, maybe with Jamal Bienemy, it's a different story. That's, that's an ultimate what if. But I, I'm going to be honest with you. I just didn't think the Miners, I think they look, looked flat at some points of this game. Uh, I just didn't think they were executing offensively. I thought uh, so- Southern Utah did whatever they wanted to do inside the paint. I mean, uh, Nick Fleming, he was on fire to start things off. He finished the game with 18 points. UTEP couldn't stop him. They couldn't stop Dre Martin, uh, Marin either, who had 17 points. And they had, uh, all together, the Thunderbirds had five scores in double figures. And they only played seven guys. So, you know, it, it was just a, t- it was a tough game for the Miners going up against a way more athletic team when it was all said and done. And, you know, you can question some of the efforts from some of the players, but I'm just not going to do that. I know a lot of people on social media will be doing that. Uh, across uh, tonight, eight eight zero five seven six three. Our telephone number six hundred ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Uh, that's six hundred ESPN El Paso on Twitter. One last thing before we get to Joe, I do think this is a, a very successful season, despite the way it ended. I get it. The, the miners uh, wrap things up in the second round of the basketball classic. People had high hopes that the miners would make a run in this tournament, but you know it's simply over. And miners didn't have what it took to try to win this game at home today. Had an opportunity to do it against Southern Utah, but just couldn't seize it and uh, whether it was a win on the road against Pacific whether it was a win on the road against New Mexico whether it was you know a, a, a significant conference USA victory in overtime against Old Dominion reeling off six straight wins after that beating La Tech on the road or uh, beating North Texas at home in uh, in on senior day I thought it was a successful season overall let's get to Joe who's joining us on the phone lines 8805763 as we have one line available 880 880- K-R-O-D is our number. Let's go to Joe, who's joining us next. Joe, good evening. What's going on, man? Joe, I'm uh, I'm recovering. It's the final edition of Minor Talk. You've joined us all season long. You've been a great addition for us, breaking down the post-game interviews between Joe Golding and the players. Uh, what was the atmosphere like today? I'm so curious after this game.
Um, you know, he just talked about how Southern Utah, uh, they just came out and they, they were, they were on fire offensively and they, 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 you know, unfortunately the Miners didn't have a response for them. Uh, obviously the two statistics that stand out for Southern Utah tonight, Adrian, you had a Nick Fleming that was in double digits. He hadn't scored in double digits all year long. He averaged two points a game and, and he goes off and, and same thing for, uh, Dre Marine who nails four three-point shots in the second half was, you know, also um, kind of an unexpected performance. But, you know, I think tonight it chalks up to it was just Southern Utah's night. They were a good team, and, 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 and things went well for them in an in a otherwise uh, hostile Don Haskins Center. But, no, uh, Sule Boom, yeah, he was, he was sad. He said he simply didn't have an answer. Obviously, Adrian, we addressed the pink elephant in the room and asked him what the future holds for Sule Boom, and he simply told us he did not know he hadn't given it any thought. So there's he that. hadn't given it any thought. He, he hadn't given it any thought. That was his response. Wow, Joe, I was ready to ask you. Well, you know, is this his last game? Did, did anybody <laughs> ask? But... Yeah, no. We asked him, and he just simply said that he didn't know. So wow. We'll just leave it at that. Um, as for Coach Golding, you know, he came in and he was very positive. I think he, he you know, his comments in the postgame presser. Tonight, just focused on the season that was. Adrian, you know, he, he gave credit like he always does to the opposition. Tonight, it was obviously Southern Utah. But he just he, he focused on the season that, that, that was. And, uh, you know, he, he was proud of the fact that this team, you know, won 20, uh, 20 games this season. And, uh, you know, he was excited about the fact that people are excited once again for UTEP basketball. And, you know, obviously, it was this group of, uh, you know, this, this group of players, this team, that, that, reinvigorated that into to, into the city. So he was just very happy for that. And he, he says that, you know, UTEP basketball is going to be a, a good product to sell in the future. One thing he did, you know, talk about, and, you know, he was, he was uh, and his self-critique was the fact that, you know, he felt that there was games at home that UTEP should have won over the course of the season. So if he could take that back, he most definitely would. The one thing that I disagree with him or I didn't you know I, I I I don't I don't agree or I didn't like is that is and it's something I asked him with it being now his first year over come his second season is he gonna have clear and set objectives for what he wants moving forward and you know his response to that was that you know he, he said that in, in today's game you know there, he's still building but because in today's game with all the changes that go on year in and year out, as far as players and you know, person, you know, player personnel goes, um, it, it's just it's hard to set those objectives. Kind of disagree there, but you know that is what he said, and and, and you know he talked about the future that he's going to be busy these next six months. And that obviously, um, you know, October will be here before we know it. Wow, yeah, it really will be, uh, Joe. Before I let you go, you, you were great in this. I, I have so many things to follow up on this, but uh, I'll save it for another day, just because I I'm so curious to hear that that audio from Sule Boom after this one. But I'm asking people, Joe, uh, you know, after this game, the Miners end up losing 82-69 to Southern Utah. Who do you? Uh, excuse me, if you had two players, just two players that you could pick to stay here, who would they be and why? Oh, geez. Um, two players to to stay. It would have to be it would have to be Keontae one, and I would have to be just the Sule Boom. Those okay. those two players okay. would be the ones. But I'll tell you what. I will, I'll tell you this. If I had my wish, I would want 
five players to stay as opposed to getting two or three hot prospects and losing either a Jamal Bianami, a Sule Boom, uh, Titus Verhoeven, an uh, Oyema, and, of course, uh, um, Keontae Kennedy. If I, if I could have my wish, I would want them five to stay as opposed to bringing in two quote-unquote hot shots or promising players. See, I, that's I think that would really be interesting. That is interesting you say that. So you're basically saying you would like UTEP to ba- run it back. Just run it back instead of going out and, and going into the portal and you know picking out players. I know that's maybe not the reality, but that's just your preference right there. Right, right. I, I, I mean, I, I would, I would want to bet as, as a building foundation, as, as, a, as a keeping a base for next year, I would want those five players to stay. And then whatever you could pick up in the portal or whoever you could recruit or is, is just, you know, the cherry on top as far as UTEP would be for 2022-2023. Okay, great stuff, Joe. Hey, appreciate all the stuff you've done for us all year long. We can't wait to do it again in football season, man. We'll talk. Be good. All right, that's Joe Rod joining us on the phone lines as we keep moving. Let's go to Jackson. Jackson is joining us next. Jackson, you're on Minor Talk. What do you think of this game? Oh, it was a hard game. Uh, I was really happy that I got to go, but a little disappointed with the loss. You know, uh, sometimes it happens that way, and it just wasn't our way this game. It really wasn't. It just uh, UTEP uh, fell a little flat in this game. Jackson, uh, you're a high IQ basketball fan when it comes to UTEP basketball. I need to ask you this question. If you can just pick two players, just two players on this current team to come back next year, who would they be and why? Uh, I got I to agree with Joe. Uh, uh, Sule and Kennedy, just the way that they play. You know, Sule can knock down those threes and so can Kennedy, but, you know, it's the transfer is a part of uh, basketball, and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Okay, Jackson, hey, I really appreciate your phone call. You take care. Have a great night, okay? You too. All right, Jackson joining us on the phone lines as we keep moving. Uh, let's let's keep it rolling. Next up is Ronnie, who's joining us on the phone lines, 880-5763. Ronnie, what's going on? Good evening. Last edition of Minor Talk, man. Yeah, last one. Got to close it out with you, man. I couldn't miss this. I appreciate that, Ronnie. I appreciate you calling in. Uh, I know this was an interesting game for the Miners to kind of look at and, and, and play, but uh, uh, what do you think of this one? Let, be real with me, Ronnie. What do you think? Um, I want to first say that this was a very successful season for Golden and the Miners, uh, and so I don't want to take away from that. Um, the basketball classic itself, no fault to the Miners, it was just very, very unorganized. I still would want them to play in this, you know, not knowing what we knew. You know what I mean? I still think that there's some, uh, uh, there's some pride, right, to, to be taken. Hey, we got to invite to play in some postseason, something we haven't done for a long time. So I don't think it was a failure. But I thought tonight really showed you you know, if, 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 you know, guys like me, you watch, watch games and follow people know what's up. Tonight showed you what, what kids are leaving. Because tonight showed you what kids are playing to audition for their next spot. It was clear as day, and that's what tonight's game was to the players. They didn't care about winning this game. People wanted to get, get their rocks off and audition for their next spot because they were ready to close the season out. Oh man, don't, th- you're coming at me hot, Ronnie. I, I got to slow down real quick. So you're saying that there are certain players on this current team who just use this as an audition for their next move? hundred percent. Like we've seen UTEP play harder. We've seen UTEP play smarter. Like for instance, I- I'll tell you something. There was a stretch in the first half there, five minute stretch, where shots were taken in the post by post players when you got. 
wings on the floor, such as Kennedy. Agnew was pretty hot. Uh, Boone was out for a little bit, and then Boone comes in, and, and there's still a five-minute stretch where guys are, are just throwing up crap in, 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 in the post. I mean, Kennedy even threw up some crazy turnarounds. Like, guys are just trying to go get theirs, and I get it. It's just game 34. It's a long season. I, I completely, completely understand that. You know, I completely get that. But, you know, um, Golding, you know, said there's home games that we – that we lost, and, and there weren't. If you look at the, the home games they lost, the equation is always the same. A team that can shoot it well from outside and a team that just dominates them up front. Um, and that was, the, that, was the, that was the thing tonight. That was the, 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 the kids are shooting it well from outside tonight, and then on the glass and up front, the post players were just tougher players that played their game and just physically imposed their will on the Myers front court. It's the same equation. The same equation. Man, I mean, I, you know, you gave me a lot there. I, I, I'm not. It's hard for me to agree about the the players not giving it their all, just because you know we we develop develop a lot of deep relationship with these players over the the course of the season, or you know, a relate a media player relationship with these guys. And uh, it's hard to for me to agree with you on that, but I understand where you're coming from. Just in today's college basketball landscape, uh, I don't know what the future holds with this uh, basketball program. What do you think as far as recruiting goes? Uh, Ronnie, uh, I think first, and f- I, 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 th- I think Golding has to. You have to get some front court guys that are a combination, right? Like you, you need you can use a little more size and beef when you got to stop some guys, but you also probably need a little more athleticism and length and skill and versatility to be able to switch on some guards and pick and roll, to hedge better, to do some things also because. I'm sorry, man, but the, 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 the post play this year compared to last year was a big, big drop off. Well, because you had you know Bryson I mean? Williams last year. Okay, okay. So now we're now we're of the same mindset here. Now we're of the same mindset here. Like the po like every game that they lost, go look at the equation, man. They got dominated up front by guys that either just took no for an answer on the glass or they got outshot from the three point line. Like the equation was the same all season, man. It was the same all season, and I think that they got to go and get a point guard. I mean, the enemy, whether he comes back or not, he can't play forever, so you need to have a clear-cut answer there. The Terry administration and the Gold administration both have had foreign freshman point guards that they're not going to play, so it's like clearly that person's not the answer. No disrespect to those kids, but let's go get a guy who is going to be the future the answer because you need to see what that looks like, right? You need to start grooming somebody because even if the enemy comes back, he can't play forever, so you need to have a clear-cut answer there. I'd rather be with than without at the point spot. Okay, uh, unrealistically, who would you like to keep on this team? That's that's a bad question for me because I'm not going to speak. I'm going to speak to what it is, and I know the, the people want the two kids to come back, but the fact of the matter is they ain't. So let's, let's move beyond that. Uh, in all seriousness, uh, I don't know, man. I really don't know. This is a tough one because I, I, this is a tough one. I think that you are you going to choose uh, Kevin Kalou and, uh, and Jamari Sibley? No, absolutely not. Uh, absolutely not. I would say this, man. I think that whatever Golding does, I really think that there's, there's all this Porter recruiting that's going to happen. But I think Golding's first thing when his assistant's coming in with the kid or he's evaluating the kid, he should say, "I need kids that." come from programs that won at least 20 games last year. He needs to go get winners because winners buy into what you're doing. Winners are willing to sacrifice if they're not going to be the quote-unquote guy. You know what I mean? He needs to get sure. winners. You sure. know, Preferably, 
preferably if I was Goldie, and this is just me, right? If I was Goldie, I would tell my assistants, don't call me with a kid out of the portal if he didn't play in the NIT or the NCAA tournament. I'm not interested in other kids. I don't care if they scored 50 points a game. and then I'm not interested in a kid that scored 50 and his team was 10 and 25. And that kid's not going to come here and do what I need him to do when I need him to do it. Because when things get tough, guess what he's going to do? These kids are going to go to their comfort zone, right, when things get tough. When adversity hits, they're going to be who they've always been, not what you need them to be. That I know about college sports to a T. So I would go and get winners first and foremost. Guys who played in the NCAA tournament, guys who played in the NIT, because then I know there's some type of culture, some type of winning mindset in the young man. All right, I man. Get, I wouldn't get it all with that. Okay, I, I hear you. I, I get it. Recruit winners. And I, that's exactly what Joe Golding said in his post-game interview. So he said all the right things to what you're saying. Ronnie, you've been great all season long. I really appreciate your phone call. And uh, we'll keep in touch, man. We'll keep in touch over this offseason, and we'll catch up uh, once football season comes around, all right? Absolutely. And I'm not saying the kids didn't give their all tonight. I'm just saying guys were auditioning. That's it, man. Doesn't mean they weren't playing hard. The guys who are auditioning for the next stop is all I'm saying. Don't, don't confuse the two, please. Okay. All right. I, I got you. Uh, Ronnie joining us on the phone lines as we keep things moving here on Minor Talk. 880-5763, our telephone number, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. we got Alex Nicolas on deck. We've got Keith who's going to join us and Adam as well. Stay with us con- as we continue here on Minor Talk. 880-5763, our telephone number. Uh, let's go to Twitter real quick. Uh, this is coming in from Chris Banks on Twitter. Southern Utah looked like a tournament team, and UTEP looked lost all night. Ugly way to go out, but can't really complain about the season overall. UTEP is headed in the right direction. This coming in from 915 Sun City at city underscore 915. Boom and Kennedy because we know Biennemi uh, is staying. So that's uh, in response to which players he wants to stay here uh, with the Miners and their program. King Eric follows his tweet up with this. Two players that I want to say uh, stay is Sule Boom and Keontae Kennedy. Titus can be replaced with another big man. He doesn't have the offensive game that Bryson had. If one of these two or both leave, there will be real cause for concern. I'll tell you this, Eric. I disagree. I disagree completely because uh, and and Eric, you're you're giving some interesting takes, man. I don't want to uh, discourage you on on this stuff. I just want to say this. I uh, there is no real cause for concern for me because uh, like Ronnie said, I believe in in Joe Golding and and kind of re- going out and recruiting winners instead of you know just uh, being passive and waiting to see if his players leave or not. I think he's hungry. He's he's getting on a plane tomorrow at six in the morning uh, to recruit for this program. So that just shows the drive, the energy, the excitement that he has with this group. He doesn't want to he doesn't want to let things go or he doesn't want to also lose out on the momentum that this program has this is the time that Joe Golding knows that he can capitalize on this momentum and use the brand that he's helped built in year one to try to recruit the best players overall so if it's Sule Boom or if it's Keontae Kennedy if it's Jamal Biennemi or if it's Titus Verhoeven if it's Zarek Onyema or if it's Jamari Sibley if it's you know half the team I don't care I'm sold on Joe Golding, and I think that he's going to go out there and recruit the best players for the Miners next season. And I also think that you know college basketball is year-to-year free agency. It's not the same program-building uh, steps that we like to think it is. It's not one of those things where you can hope that all the players are going to come back next year. All the co- all the players are going to come back next year and, uh, and and run it back. It's just not a reality. You can hope that some of these guys will elect to return, 
but it's not it's not a given uh, by any means. 8805763 our telephone number 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Uh, that's where Alex Nicolas is on Twitter where he checked in with us the entire show. You could follow him on Twitter at NicolasAlex915. He's checking in with us on Minor Talk. Alex, my man, what's going on? Thanks so much for all the help today. No problem, man. Beautiful, chilly night to end the minor season. Uh, but it was a special night, man. The 20, uh, was it the 30th anniversary? Being smooth in the building. Um, you know, obviously, didn't go the minor's way, but anytime you see some postseason basketball with you, that's involved. It's, uh, for me, as, as a fan, as I retired from the media, I guess you could say it's always fun, man. So a good night, uh, regardless of the loss. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because we talked about it on Sports Talk today. The 30-year anniversary of March 20, of course, March 22nd, 1992, the last NCAA tournament win for the Miners, defeating Kansas. Uh, the uh, iconic call by Voice of the Miners, John Teicher. We heard that earlier today on the on the uh, television. I guess it was like the television commercial or uh, in-game promotion. But I love the fact that they celebrated it. I love the fact that it's 30 years and we're celebrating that anniversary. What I don't love Alex is the fact that it's been 30 years since UTEP has last won an NCAA tournament game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that shows me I'm getting old too because now they're catching up to my age with that drought, man. But uh, <laughs> I'll, say, yeah. I'll say I'll, I'll say one thing uh, that I've just been observing all year long: if that streak's going to end, it's going to end under Joe Golding. I mean, um, you know, despite everything that that happened tonight, I mean, the program is definitely in the right direction. That's trending that way. And you got a guy that's pulled off one of the bigger upsets, uh, you know, excuse me, St. Peter's fans, but one of the biggest upsets in the NCAA tournament over the past couple of calendar years. So, um, you know, obviously that drought's long, and, and, and UTEP fans are, are impatient just as, as everybody. You know, we thought, you know, at the end of the Barbie, or yeah, towards the end of the Barbie era, that was coming. And when Tim Floyd came, um, there was more light at the end of the tunnel. It just didn't happen. But, uh, you know, if there is one coach, in my opinion, um, you know, Goldie's that guy. He's real. Um, you know, he's passionate. And like you said, he's hopping on the plane 6 a.m. tomorrow, um, you know, to get this thing rolling. So the program's in great hands. And, man, you know, be wonderful day to, to see that streak uh, finally get snapped. What uh, Joe Rod joined us earlier and talked a little bit about Sule Boom's response in the postgame interview. What was the tone like from him in just your thoughts about maybe Sule Boom's chances of returning next year? Um, you know, he was quick to shut it down, um, respectfully, you know what I mean? And, and, and to me, all that really says is, you know what, Sule Boom's a very experienced player in talking with the media, um, you know, and he's not going to show his cards, you know. And, and I think some of the comments where he's talking about being, uh, you know, being this the best year that UTEP's had in a while, uh, you know, he was very stoic about that. You know, you couldn't really see that passion. And like I said, that, to me, that's just more of Sule been around this business for a while, I guess you could say, and, uh, knowing how to answer and not trying to show his cards. So he really, really did play poker, Adrian. I mean, I, I couldn't gauge any emotion off of him. He was the same from the first question to that question. And he knew it was coming. Uh, you know, Joe Rod kind of beat me to the punch. Or no, it was, uh, I think it was uh, uh, Brett who asked it first. But, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of expected that as well. Like I said, just because Sule is such an experienced player, done media, played at a high level. So I don't really take nothing of it. And, again, just like you guys were talking about it, you know, you just never know with these kids that have so many options. And, um, you know, the good thing about it is, is the best coach that's going to recruit him is the coach who's on his roster right now, just like he did last year. So hmm. that's going to be a very interesting dynamic over the next couple of weeks as we see Golding, um, you know, go back and forth to recruiting new players and recruiting his players currently on his roster. So that might be, in my opinion, uh, Joe Golding's biggest recruiting job over the next few months, I said weeks, but obviously this could take months. So, um, you know, I think to 
me, that you know, the question everybody's throwing around, who you want back, I mean, for me, it's too late. Boom. He's, he's one. He would be at target number one uh, if I was holding in his stats to come back. But I, I couldn't feel any indication, like I said, too late is a pro uh, already at press conferences, and he didn't show any cards there. Well said, Alex. Uh, real quick to run down some stats for Sule Boom. 25 points today, 3 assists, 3 steals, 36 minutes of action. Uh, he made 5 three-pointers today. He was one point away from tying Nate Tiny Archibald, one of the most iconic players, not just in UTEP men's basketball history, but in NBA history. Uh, he almost tied him uh, for a uh, for his uh, career all, all-time career scoring mark. So uh, that that's something also to note with Sule Boom. Alex Shifting gears over to Joe Golding's attitude, you talked about the 6 a.m. flight for recruiting. In your opinion, with this team and how it could look next year, what does this UTEP team need in order to make that next step or take that next step? You know, they need that secondary scoring option, um, and then to me, they need a, a legitimate rim protector. Um, I think that's something that um, if you, I, I go back to when I covered the Tim Floyd days, where we had Bohannon and you had. Matt Wilms, and people would give them, you know, a lot of stuff, but those guys were legit rim protectors, and that's why that UTEP team, those two or three years, were good defensive teams. Yeah, they had good guards, but they protected the rim, and I think that's something that Golding, is. they need a legitimate shot blocker, and that's either you're going to, you know, you're going to develop Onyema to do that, or you're going to go out there and get somebody that that can go out there and get it, and I think that's number one for me, I mean, it, it, it's a shot as a rim protector, and of course, that secondary score, like I mentioned, but I think that should be um, on their target for recruiting, particularly in, in, in the transfer portal, portal, excuse me, to get somebody that has the experience to come in there and do that. And I think it was really exposed tonight, uh, particularly because UTEP didn't have that guy to really stay home. Uh, you know, Southern Utah was just cutting and diving all day past UTEP's bigs, and, and that, to me, was a big issue that was really exposed, um, you know, and pretty much all year long. I mean, if you look at the averages of how many points in the paint UTEP allowed all year against teams that – had those kind of stretch fours, kind of long, lengthy guys that maybe are shooters, but they're more cutters to get you buckets on the inside. And to me, that's really where UTEP needs to go. They need to be able to not only develop some of their big guys as shot blockers, but, you know, find that legitimate, uh, you know, paint protector, that rim protector. And a lot of good college basketball teams that you're going to watch this weekend in the tournament, they have that guy. Whether that guy plays 20 minutes or that guy plays six minutes, Having that guy to affect shots is something that I think this UTEP defense really, really needs because they're great at they, they, what they're, they're great at what they do as far as guarding on ball. Sometimes they take those uh, take too many risks and they get burned. Having that guy on that backside to protect that rim that's going to force a lot of pull up jump shots instead of easy layups that we've been seeing UTEP give up all year. So that's where I would go if I was holding just from the outside looking in. And again. That secondary score, somebody that can go out there and get theirs if Sule's not getting his or uh, Keontae Kennedy, somebody that can knock down shots, preferably maybe a six seven, six eight guy that can also get to the rim uh, because we have seen though, you know all year long being uh, outshot at the free throw line or the foul disparity. Well, if you look at UTEP offense, they don't attack the rim. You know they're not an attacking team, so that's something too. You get one of those guys that can do that. That's infectious, just like hitting in baseball. Somebody that gets to the rim gets to the line, you know, hitting defections in baseball. You get somebody that can do that, that could possibly open it up. So I look at those two areas right there, getting a rim protector and finding somebody that's, yes, a, a secondary or third scorer, but somebody that can score in different ways. And to me, that goes for a guy that's six, seven, four. Um, you know, and those guys don't grow on trees. So obviously that's asking for a lot. But that's from this team, obviously the roster could change, but this, this seems what could be missing to make UTEP just a little bit more consistent in those two areas. 
That darn transfer portal. We're losing you to the transfer <laughs> portal, Alex. Unfortunately, this was possibly your last game uh, covering UTEP. Uh, we know that you're going to Austin. Uh, not only were you a great addition for us here with 600 ESPN El Paso and your uh, your your coverage with us, whether it be Football Friday Night or with us on uh, UTEP football, UTEP basketball. But man, I, I remember no joke. I mean, I remember reading Minor Rush uh, growing up, and and you know when, when I was in college, I read Minor Rush all the time. It's a uh, big inspiration still inspires me in what what I do and how I write and stuff like that so Alex uh you're you're a great friend we're gonna keep in touch this entire time while you're out in Austin and uh UTEP just uh earned somebody else uh, out there in uh you, you know UTEP fan base uh earned somebody else out there in East Texas who's gonna be rooting for the miners out there oh yeah I'm already looking for tickets for that uh UT uh UTEP opening game at the, the new uh arena over there in, in Austin so if anybody has a plug on that, reach out to me because, yeah, I'm going to give uh, Chris Beard and Ronnie, uh, H- Ronnie Terry some AC double hockey sticks out there, you know, being a fan now. But, yeah, man, I appreciate your kind words, man. It's been a, it's been a crazy eight years uh, covering UTEP sports and being one of the faces of it. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to be the face of it. I just wanted to bring the best information that I could, um, you know, and, and that came from the heart, man. So I appreciate all the love uh, that 600 ESPN El Paso has given me all the other media outlets that I've worked with, um, you know, and all the fans, you know, that have reached out to me on Twitter, that have read an article, that have shared a a tweet, um, that have shared an article, liked it, it means the world, man. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, El Paso always be home to me, man. But, yeah, I'll be be at every uh, Central Texas, South Texas, and even creep up to Denton. Uh, when the well, uh, Denton's leaving, right? they're going to the ABC. Go. But I'm, wherever it's at, uh, I'll, I'll be I'll be on the road uh, watching the miners. Man. You can that's, make the uh, trip out to Sam Houston home. State. Hey, oh, there we go. That's right. Nice <laughs> right, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think so. I think that's right. I got I got to do some digging there. Yeah, Huntsville, Huntsville, exactly. Huntsville. There we go. There yeah. We go. <laughs> awesome. Well, Alex, great stuff, man. As always, we really appreciate it. Hey, no problem, AB. Minor Nation, stay patient. Good things are coming, man. All right, that's Alex Nicholas joining us on the phone lines. You can follow him on Twitter at NicholasAlex915 on Twitter. Let's keep things moving. Uh, we got calls to get to 8805763. That's our telephone number, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter at 600 ESPN El Paso. That's where Tristan Pence checks in on social media. UTEP really missed not having a uh, Jamal Bienemy in the lineup tonight. The crowd was excellent tonight, but Southern Utah experienced team and played with great poise. Got to give them credit. They are a very well-coached team. He also follows it up by saying this, Overall, Coach Joe Golding had a very solid first season. He definitely gets his players to play with the energy and confidence. Now it's time to see how well he and his staff recruit to UTEP. Let's hope that he can convince his core players to stay here in El Paso. That's coming in from Tristan Pence. We're asking uh, people to let us know, who do you think you uh, leaves this program? But instead of that, let, let's go with this one. If you had two players... To stay here, to be here with UTEP in the 2022-23 season, who would they be and why? And let us know what UTEP needs in the future as they get ready for recruiting efforts. 8805763, our telephone number, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Let's go to Keith, who's joining us next. He's joining us from way out in Winnipeg. We always love when Keith gives us a call on the show. Keith, what's going on, my man? I told you guys to stay away from these postseason tournaments. I told you, it doesn't do us any good. Now everyone's all disappointed just for at least for a few hours until we wake up tomorrow morning and we realize that it wasn't meant to be. 
but it's not a big deal. I'm um, I'm not calling to talk about this game. I'm I'm done with it. I'm done with the season. I'm going to just talk about what the future holds. I've been studying a lot with um, the UTEP possible recruits. All right. Oh, okay. So you're and, up to date. So, so give me your recruits that you like, Keith, because uh, I would yeah. love to get into this on my end, of course. So, I mean, yeah, like there's been some good offers. I, I there's 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 not any certainty, but there's two players that I'm really really high on if they can get them signed is uh, Keandre Kennedy from UMBC and Damari Williams from Arizona State. Um, Kennedy's a good shooter. Uh, shoots. I believe it's like 40% from the deep. Uh, Damari Williams, uh, he's coming from Arizona State. Uh, he's a three-star recruit. Some even had him as a four-star recruit. Um, he's a freshman, uh, so he's in the transfer portal. Those two players right there could immediately impact our team. But the one thing that like, I remember from, from day one this season, my, my first time calling, I says, UTEP has to do one thing in particular. And just like your other callers been saying, you got to get that rim protector. You got to get the big guy. I've been watching every single March Madness game. When you look at the teams that are successful this year, who are advanced to a Sweet 16, who have worked as good as last year, for example, Iowa State and Arizona, those are two programs that are in the Sweet 16 that weren't even in the tournament last year. I mean, look at Iowa State from last year to this year, Arizona. The improvements for those two programs, just as an example, were the big guys. Coloco for Arizona. They had Balo. The, the game is not like what we thought. You know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, college basketball was like the NBA. You, know, you had the big guys. Like Everybody wanted to be the next Shaquille O'Neal. The ball had to go inside the, the key and, you know, and, and get your points that way. But now it's more like just dribble up and shoot, dribble up and shoot, dribble up and shoot. How frustrating I mean, is that to... for you, Keith? Because, I mean, it's changed. College basketball has changed in entire measures, and I get it. Like, I hear people who had watched college basketball in the 90s and the 80s. Heck, the, the early 2000s, the mid-2000s, and the early 2010s. This, this brand of basketball is so much different because it's transition threes, and at times it frustrates and infuriates fans. I hate it. I hate it. You know, like, like I watch these, these these games like Gonzaga, the la- last game Gonzaga and uh, Memphis. That was a great game. Texas, uh, uh, TCU and Arizona, great game. You know why? Because yeah, you had the deep ball, but you also had the in the in the pain points, the, like the men, you know, the brutal contact. Like the the TCU Arizona game was phenomenal. I mean, there it was physical underneath the rim. I love that kind of style of basketball. And they saw these other games. I, I hate with a passion. Like it's just all you're doing is building up and shooting three pointers, and everyone's oh, this is a terrific game. It's not. It's, it's what's the strategy behind that? All you're doing is basically on luck. So this is why we have to turn into our advantage. We're playing teams like North Texas and UAB. They just love to go up and they shoot. Like North Texas tried to shoot their way back into the game when you know they're the conference championship game there, right? So Middle Tennessee, this like same thing today. The shots weren't going down. They don't have the alternative of going inside the paint. So if we can start getting those guys, get the big guys, like they just signed a six foot ten center. Uh, I can't remember his name right now, but they just signed him. Derek Hamilton. Uh, was yep. Ham- Hamilton. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I mean, I've been watching a lot of film on him. It doesn't look like he's got a tremendous vertical, but I mean, at least he's got the size. And I mean, that that, that that's an angle that our offense can work on. That will be our advantage. 
we need to get a big man. And Joe Golding, I think he knows that. And that's why a lot of the recruits that you are seeing, or if you read, they're all six foot eight, six foot ten guys. If we can get Sule back, we get Kennedy back with some of these new transfers. And um, I, I mean, I think, I think the sky's uh, the limit. But the, here's one thing that I really I'm, I'm upset about is Satterfield. I don't know what's going on with Satterfield because Satterfield, like uh, two months ago, was my like hidden gem. He was a guy like you know that he was going to be my um, Kirk Kreisa, you know, shooting. There's threes, a name, uh, okay. That, yeah, he he just hasn't. I mean, it seems like I mean it's it's like a ninety percent chance he doesn't even get a, a three pointer in the game. So I'm not too sure what's going on with that. I haven't even heard the coach talk about him. I don't know if he's injured or he's just struggling. But I mean, yeah, he has to work on that because the, he. I mean, from what I saw when like at, you know beginning of the season, this guy was going to be like a twelve fifteen point a, a game, and he was going to hit those key shots. I mean, like what happened? So um, yeah, it's it, it's. I, I'm optimistic, though. Um, I think, you know, uh, Coach Golden, he's going to be on the recruiting show as of tomorrow morning and um, and get those guys. And I really have confidence that we might get that, uh, the guys from Arizona State and the UMBC guy. Uh, I've been leaning, I've been reading up on him, and apparently UTEP is really putting the the, the, the press on him. So, uh, and all this talk about losing players, guys, I mean, I don't think we're going to lose that many, if, mm. if at all, if at all. Okay. All right, Keith. Hey, man. Uh, you you've been great all season. I appreciate your your uh, support for UTEP basketball and your support for us here on our show. Uh, so I I always appreciate you giving us a call, man. And uh, we'll catch you next season. All right, Keith. You you keep in touch. Okay. Absolutely. I will uh, be calling definitely UTEP football right right around the corner. And uh, thanks a lot for all the work that you guys do. Uh, great job with your post game show. Best post game show in the nation. Not even close. Thank you very much. <laughs> Appreciate it, Keith. Thanks so much. Eight eight zero five seven six three. Our telephone number six hundred ESPN El Paso on Twitter at six hundred ESPN El Paso on Twitter. I know the phones got a little shaky, and I know that uh, we had a lot of different people who are calling in on the show. Uh, so if you've been trying to get in, now is the time to do it. Eight eight zero five seven six three. Our telephone number. Uh, just want to reel off those four names that that uh, Keith talked about. Actually, he only talked about two recruits that he's excited about, but I'm going to give you four Division One transfers to kind of monitor just the names uh, that you know that UTEP has kind of put place a phone call with, uh, and we know this because of social media rumors. So uh, Sean Paul, Sean Paul CBB, he tweet, tweeted out, UMBC transfer Keandre Kennedy, not Keontae Kennedy, Keandre Kennedy has heard from UTEP, but here are some of the other schools that he's heard from. Loyola Chicago, Georgia State, Western Kentucky, Arizona State, Colorado State, East Tennessee State, and uh, Georgia State. So, um, yeah, he's he's a highly regarded guy, a six foot six wing. He averaged 14 points. He shot over 40% from beyond the arc. That sounds exactly what UTEP would like. Uh, Damari Williams, another name that Keith mentioned right now. He's heard from the likes of Baylor, Houston, TCU, BYU, UCF, Stephen F. Austin, and, of course, the Miners. And this guy, he's a freshman shooting guard from Arizona State. Like Keith said, you know, he's kind of like that three-star, four-star prospect, whatever you want to call him. Uh, the bottom line is he didn't play in a single game this year for ASU. So this guy could have four years of eligibility, could be a, a highly coveted transfer if he ends up coming our way. Uh, Adam, I'm sorry, I, I was just about to get to you. If you uh, give us a call back, 8805763, we'll get you right back on the show. Adam, 600 ESPN, I'll 
Paso on Twitter. Uh, that's 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Two other names to get to. West Liberty transfer, Pat Robinson. He's heard from UTEP. Some other schools who are, who are pursuing Pat Robinson include NJIT, College of Charleston, High Point, Stetson, Ryder, Winthrop, Coastal Carolina, Morgan State, and others. 8805763, our telephone number, 600 ESPN El Paso, as we continue. Uh, one other to get to, this is uh, Cornell 6'5 forward Jordan Jones. He entered the transfer portal. He appeared in 20 games, averaged 10 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist per game. He's heard from UTEP, but he's also heard from Howard and Stanford, uh, and that is a Cornell transfer. So those are four transfers right there that we know UTEP, or at least we think UTEP is uh, in the mix for. Let's go to the phones. Let's welcome on Adam, who's joining us next on the phone lines. Adam, good evening. What's going on? Nah, it looks like actually we lost Adam. Uh, let's keep things moving. Eight eight zero five seven six three. Again, one man show over here. So uh, a lot of a little technical difficulties left and right. But I appreciate everybody's patience and appreciate people still joining us here on Minor Talk as we continue here uh, moving forward. Let's take a timeout right now. When we come back, we'll get to more phone calls, more tweets. Minor Talk continues. Plus, our awards later on in the show. Our hot hand of the game, thanks to Wind Supply El Paso, and our player of the game, brought to you by Keith Southwest. You're listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar Arieta Agency, right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Talk today, 8805763, our telephone number, 600 ESPN El Paso, on Twitter. We'll get to Johnny in just a second, who's joining us on the phone lines. Let's get to a couple tweets first. Uh, this coming in from Michael James. Great crowd tonight. Enemy Kennedy, Boom, Verhoeven, Agnew are all probably leaving. But maybe the guys who are coming to replace them will be an upgrade. Better to look at the bright side of things. This coming in from King Eric on Twitter. UTEP needs bigs that can rebound and draw double teams to help the guards get open shots. Michael James follows up his earlier tweet with this. Regardless, this was a fun team to watch, and they helped move UTEP basketball in the right direction. We should thank all the players for their time here at UTEP and still be proud of this team and excited for the future. UTEP Zay tweets the show. I think it meant a lot more to Southern Utah than it was to UTEP. No disrespect to any UTEP player, and I think they fought hard, but Southern Utah is full of older players and has nine seniors. I feel like this tournament meant everything to them. That's a really good point right there, UTEP Zay, and I appreciate that as well. 8805763 as we continue. Adrian at Enemy Win tweets the show. Adrian, I think that we have to keep Sule Boom and Keontae Kennedy, or next season will be uncertain. That said, thanks for a great season. I look forward to minor talk almost as much as the minor games. Wow, man, that's the best compliment I could get, Adrian. So I really appreciate that, Tokayo. Um, you're the man for saying those kinds of things, and I really appreciate you joining us uh each and every minor talk and uh, listening in as you do, uh, you know, with with us on the show. I would say this: I still don't think that next year will be uncertain if they lose Sule Boom and Keontae Kennedy again. Uh, I made this statement earlier, and I'll stand by it. I think if you even gutted this roster and you lost like half the team. I still think it's okay because I'm I'm buying in on Joe Golding. I'm buying in on the brand of this coaching staff. I'm buying in, and I understand full well that it's year-to-year free agency in college basketball. And with that all being said, uh, it's not far-fetched to think that UTEP basketball can still recruit some great players, and maybe you know some players end up leaving this program, entering the transfer portal, but at the same time, 
Maybe UTEP replaces it with uh, better talent or, you know, the right talent that they need. Chalk and Churn at Chalk and Churn uh, on Twitter tweets us and check them out, chalkandchurn.com. Some guy said that UTEP beating North Texas was a bigger upset than St. Peter's, Kentucky in the NCAA tournament. Nah, homie, big cap. Get real. Don't be so biased. It's not even close. Golding himself would tell you that um, he doesn't top what St. Peter's did at 600 ESPN El Paso. Two things. This is coming from El Paso Visuals Deportivos. Oh, this is a long tweet. Uh, Two things. Does playing UT Austin in the first game next year make players want to stay and see if they could stick it to Terry? Isn't that a good selling point by staff to players to stick around? Two, I've noticed that the after after big wins this season, example, wins over Old Dominion in the Conference USA Tournament, a win Saturday, it felt like the players got too high and felt themselves too much in the locker room, social media, etc. Subsequently, they come out flat the next game. Like tonight, I get the win in Frisco, but that was the first game in the Conference Tournament. Like, slow your roll. I feel this team gets too high over wins, and they should have been reined in after the Old Dominion win. I feel like players should act like other great players after wins, celebrate a little, but act like it and say that they uh, that this win means, means nothing. They have hard work to do. That's how you stay hungry. Um, I'm going to disagree on both, Ivan. I'm sorry, man. Uh, I just I disagree completely on both. First off, um, no, playing UT Austin is not a way that uh, players can be re-recruited and stick it to Rodney Terry. No, no, not at all. And I, I'll believe this right – I'll tell you this right now. I don't believe these current players, the players who were with Rodney Terry, I don't think that they have uh, a lot of ill will toward Rodney Terry or that staff. I don't believe that's the case whatsoever. I believe that Rodney Terry has built relationships with these players uh, and that has stayed and I I don't believe that they have any ill will toward Rodney Terry and have this kind of personal vendetta and that's the reason they want to stay I think that's that's uh, insanely wrong I'm I'm sorry man that's just not right Uh, and number two I disagree as well like you know players getting too excited uh, too overconfident after victories when has this program had victories recently, man? When's the last time this team has won 20 games? Let them celebrate. This team was a 20-win team for the first time since 2014-15. And that season, you look back to 2014-15, you expected Tim Floyd to go and win 20 games. You expected that. So don't no, don't come at me with uh, this team got a little too excited after wins. No, that's not the case at all, man. But uh, I appreciate your tweets. I appreciate you always checking in on Twitter, Ivan. I just disagree completely. Let's keep it moving. Johnny's joining us next. 880-5763. Two phone lines available. If you would like to get in, now is the time to do it. Johnny, good evening. What do you think of this game? Adrian, how are you? Johnny, I'm doing great. How about yourself? I need to do something in honor of Bob Fields. Do you need me to scream? I want to scream. <laughs> All right, you scream. Go ahead. Oh, yes, Ralph Davis. <laughs> oh, good job. Good job, Johnny. That was awesome. Uh, I, I can't even keep myself together after that. Uh, what do you think of this game, Johnny? <laughs> Let me say this. You're the man on social media on YouTube. There's no one better. You're number one, okay? Period. Appreciate Where you're, that, Where you're off? A million percent off, and I'll I'll bet you a Pizza Pros or a, a, a UTEP Pizza, whatever. Is Sule coming back? You don't want to say he is, but he is. Sule is coming back. Okay, Titus is coming back. The enemy is coming back. The only X factor is Kennedy, and the additional X factor is if you could get a big X man on the inside. 
this team can make a run. Okay? And now, again, you can say they're not coming back. They have handlers. The X is going to happen. I will bet you the piece of your choice. Sule will be back. Titus will be back. The enemy will be back. The only one we don't know about is Kennedy. Okay? And you do that with a potential big man. Who knows what's going to happen with this team? Johnny, I'll take you up on that bet. All right, I'll uh, okay. I'll treat you Let's to some it. pizza joint, uh, some Sun Steve. City slice, whatever. Oh, wrestler okay. Steve, what's up? All right, okay. No, no, I'll take... I'm friends with Steve. Oh, so you're Steve friends Kaplan. with Steve Kaplan. So okay, I'm gonna call you on that, and we'll take a, we'll take you up on that bet. Okay, deal done. I'm I'm in 100. percent Slide in my DMs okay. on social media. Uh, hold me to this. I'm with you. I, I'll take you up on this bet all day long. Okay. Um, you say a big man. What else do they need to recruit? I think look, you got the enemy coming back. What you're gonna agree with? Right, I don't know, man. I, I'll just be honest. I, I just I don't know about a lot. I thought I knew a lot more, and uh, every, I think I keep second guessing what I thought I knew, and uh, I just don't know. Like, why didn't he play today? I mean, he. I, I guess he's question. been. I That's guess he's been er, nursing that ankle injury, but I still wonder. I, and he is. He is. Uh, nursing that ankle injury, uh, I, I, Jamal Bienemy has been f- uh, phenomenal. No one has mentioned his name when it comes to the two players you want to return. I'll just give you mine right now. I want Sule Boom. I want Jamal Bienemy back next year, and I, yeah. I, yeah. I like Keontae Kennedy a lot. I think he's a, a fantastic player. He's a he's a walking highlight reel. I think he you know he brings a lot to your team, especially on the defensive side. Uh, an ultimate what if is if what if Keontae Kennedy plays the entire year and doesn't break his or or fracture his foot this season. That's an ultimate what if. I still take Jamal Bienemy. I really like what he's how he's transformed his yeah. game into being kind of a versatile off ball, off on ball uh, player. And then defensively, I just think he brings you a lot of versatility. Um, I'm just a huge fan of Jamal Bienemy. I have I have no clue if he's coming back next year. Okay, fair enough. I think, and I'm going to tell you this again and again and again. Golding understands relationships. And you, when you're thinking about recruiting, uh, you, number one, relationships, number two, follow through. And then when it comes to the X's and O's, Golden has that as well. So I will say this, and I'm going to, I'm going to call Kaplowitz if I'm wrong, and I'm going to call Kaplowitz if I'm right. The enemy comes back, Sule comes back, Titus comes back. If I'm wrong, you got a all-day lunch, all-you-can-eat buffet. <laughs> we'll go downtown and we'll do some drinks too. What if you okay? go like fifty-fifty? Do I? Does that mean I have to buy drinks and you buy pizza? No, no, no. What, I'm, what I'm is this saying, going on? I'm saying I have to go three for three. Okay, I like this. I have to go three for three. <laughs> my only X factor, my only X factor is Kennedy. That's my only X factor. Okay, I got it. All right, all right, Johnny. Hey, you're the man. I really appreciate your phone call. Appreciate the love, and uh, you take care. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. That's Johnny joining us on the phone lines right now as we continue. 880-5763, our telephone number. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Uh, Let's go to more tweets. Leo underscore minor fan tweets the show. I know you're riding solo tonight, but thank you guys for another great season of minor talk. It was amazing to see the growth of this team under Joe Golding and his staff. It wasn't perfect, but it turned out to be better than I thought it was going to be. Credit to the players as well. That's coming from Leo underscore minor fan on Twitter. Leo, appreciate 
appreciate you always joining us, man. Uh, you've been uh, with us since pretty much day one. And, uh, yeah, you, you bring a lot to UTEP fans. You you bring a lot of uh, enthusiasm and uh, information. You and UTEP Zay, I kind of put you you both uh, in the same category and uh, appreciate the love on social media, man. And uh, for Sal Montes, real quick shout-out to him. I mean, I wouldn't be able to do this without him. Doing this solo, I never want to do this solo again. I'm a, I'll be honest with everybody that like uh, with that right there. Uh, I do not want to do this solo again. And uh, I'm looking forward to reuniting with my, my broadcast partner. It's Sal Montes. And uh, fortunately, due to travel issues, he wasn't able to get a, in a flight uh, back in town to be in, in action today. He's coming back in town tomorrow. So nothing wrong with Sal or anything. He's all good. He just was uh, on vacation and uh, had, had trouble getting home. So that's the bottom line. Let's go back to Twitter. Rick Villava. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Villava, Rick Villava tweets the show, we need to recruit those shooters from southern Utah if they're in the portal. Oh, that, that's really funny. Um, this one coming in from UTEP Zay on Twitter. Uh, Miners lose on Pat Robinson. Great eye there, UTEP Zay. Appreciate that. West Liberty, who's a Division II transfer, Pat Robinson, he said that he's transferring to the College of Charleston. Charleston. Um, exactly. Okay. I appreciate that, UTEP Zay. So that's one UTEP uh, recruit that you can knock off the list. Uh, you're still looking at those other two big names uh, out of the Division One ranks. And then as Steve uh, talked about, uh, Steve Kaplowitz talked about on our website, 600ESPNElPaso.com, there's nothing to this. There's no legs to this whatsoever right now. Nothing has been even... These two players haven't even entered the transfer portal, um, you know, to begin with. But could the Newton brothers come to UTEP? That's a, those are interesting names to maybe think of. I mean, Tristan, Jawan, Newton, both of them have seen their programs respectfully not have success. Tristan is an all-conference caliber player, one of the best players in the American Athletic Conference. His head coach was fired this year. East Carolina went 15-15. and 15. Uh, you're, uh, you're, You just got to be curious to know if he's going to stick around or if he decides to bolt. And what about his brother, who uh, Jawan plays for Evansville? He's a, a great shooter as well. He's a, another guard who plays, and uh, maybe he could be somebody who ends up coming to El Paso and joining the minors. I mean, both of them stars at Burgess. I mean, they were ba- they were awesome players to watch, and uh, both of them are cousins of Aaron and Alvin Jones, so another interesting caveat to kind of think about, and imagine the Newton brothers coming to El Paso, teaming up. No, no legs to this. There's obviously no, no contact from UTEP's side because these guys aren't even in the portal yet, but uh, interesting names to maybe monitor in case... They enter the transfer portal. Man, what the, what has this world become? I mean, we're not even now. Now we're not recruiting players. Now we're ready to recruit players who are not even in the transfer portal. That's uh, that's exactly what college basketball is uh, in today's world. Let's keep it moving. Esteban tweets the show. Now that UTEP is no longer the sole Texas team with the national championship, what does it matter? It's only a game. Oh, that's a kind of a. A downer way to look at things, Esteban, but uh, I always like your phone calls, man, so I appreciate you checking in on Twitter. This coming in from uh, at a uh, at YYY8 on Twitter, he says, bring on the Newton brothers. I'm with you on that. I'm totally with you on that uh, completely. Joe Chacon tweets the program. Our guy Joe Chacon, he says, Coach Joe Cool has brought a resurgence to this team and fan base. After last year, there was a lot of skepticism with this team. But from the opening press conference with Coach Joe Golding was hyped, you knew right away that this team was going to be special. Now that Coach knows what talent he has and what he needs, there will be plenty of players to fill the holes that some of the players leaving will create. 
We need Boom for sure. The rest, Coach will try to fill in. Very much appreciate. That's coming in from Joe Chacon on Twitter. This coming in from Tristan Pence. The future is bright for both the football and basketball programs. Minor Nation needs to step up and start supporting these programs with a better attendance and numbers. Thank you and Sal for another great season of Minor Talk. Tristan Pence, uh, thanks so much for always tweeting us on the show, so appreciate that. Mr. E at Edward R8859250 tweets the show, Boom is coming back. Hashtag unfinished business. Oh, my goodness, Mr. E. You're the man. Hashtag dancing next year. Mr. E, if Sule Boom returns, you need to make a, a video about Sule Boom for your uh, YouTube channel. We we love those videos. Those are the best videos out there. Um, Yukon tweets the show. Next season is going to be such a good one. Love the new coach. Re-up on the season tickets. Hashtag uh, minor talk. That's coming from UConn. I love that Twitter handle, by the way. Uh, let's keep things moving. Let's go to the phones. It's Jaime Pinky Arieta who's joining us next on the show. Pinky, what's going on, man? Oh, yeah. You, you say Arieta real good. You must have practice with that name. I, I think hey, I uh, practice <laughs> once or twice, huh? <laughs> uh, first of all, uh, I don't know where to start to tell you the truth. I have so many things on my mind. First it's all of all, good. Uh, after so many years, and I am one of the few one of the lot they can say many years of watching minor basketball and hearing everybody afterwards the positives are so great I mean the, the statements are so positive positive and so great on Twitter on the phone and everything I have never never ever seen anything so positive about minor sports at any time so this is great that that El Paso's looking up and El Paso's getting ready to to uh, uh, support all the minor athletics right now we're not we're in a good way we're going up, and uh, we need to go and uh, really support everything as much as we can. But but I, don't I, be complacent, right, Pinky? I mean, don't get complacent. You, if, if you're a UTEP fan right now and you like the direction the programs are going, whether it be football, basketball, whatever it is, um, you have to support financially. You have to continue to buy tickets. And if you can't do those things, like if you if, if tickets are uh, too expensive for you or stuff like that, I mean, spread the word. Tell friends that you know about UTEP basketball. If you're a UTEP basketball fan, those are the kind of things, or a football fan, or just a UTEP athletics fans those are the kind of things that you need to do right there you're correct not only not only that but buying a, a utep paraphernalia at the bookstore and a lot of little things that you can still do to support the the whole programs in in one way or another and uh and and my 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 um reason for calling today was uh i'm disappointing in myself because of uh COVID and certain uh personal items that happened this year this is the closest I've ever been to the UTEP stadium, and I didn't have a chance to go too many times over there. And uh, I apologize to UTEP, the minor fans. And uh, it's, 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 it's hard for me because even when I lived in Alamogordo all these years, I was making at least more, a lot more games. And, and I apologize to, to everybody, everybody. I mean, I'm a minor fan, and I, and, and I live in New Mexico, and I'm proud to say that, and I'm a minor fan. And, uh, pinky, pinky, like come you, on, I mean, man. Nah, nah, guys like you make this happen because guys like you and Sal and Steve and Taish and, and uh, Steve uh, Yellen make this enjoyable for all of us. And and you can't put anything. like We can say all these words and everything, but it's the feelings that you have inside that make you feel really good. And I appreciate everything you guys have done. Minor Talk is back. Minor Talk is great. And uh, El Paso picks up. Let's go and support this. Bye. 
Pinky, you're the man. Mic drop right there. Uh, Pinky, come on. You don't need to apologize to the fan base. The the fan base, in turn, needs to uh, thank you, Pinky, for being a you're, you're a, support, a supporter through the hard times, through the good times, whatever it may be. You're just a UTEP fan. So, you, you know, Pinky, you're you're all good. You don't need to apologize to fans. Come on, man. Yeah, you're the man when it comes to UTEP sports. Uh, let's keep it moving. Let's go to Twitter real quick. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Uh, El Paso Visuals Deportivos. Good teams and great players always stay grounded and have an attitude like this and win here or it means nothing. We have a lot of work to do and bigger goals. Bigger goals in beating and getting triple doubles against a 16-win team and who missed five scholarship players. And one win in the Conference USA Tournament. I would have told Sule after Saturday's win, it's great that you had good stats tonight, but they were missing the best players and they've only won 16 games. So stay hungry, boom, at 600 ESPN El Paso on on Twitter. You know, Ivan, I, I get it, but... Is it us as the media? Is it us, uh, you know, is it fans possibly or something along those lines where, you know, for Sule Boom, I I just want to say this. I think people have created this narrative, and I I think even Coach Joe Golding has talked about this, and I get so frustrated when I hear about this kind of stuff, but maybe people have created this narrative that Sule Boom just wants to fill up the stat sheet and, you know, he, he just cares about his numbers and stuff like that. I... You hear the stories behind the closed doors, the story about him uh, practicing, uh, you know, practicing at late nights and odd hours in order uh, right before the, the game against Middle Tennessee and putting all the work that he can. You hear stories off the court about his, uh, you know, his shooting habits and what he decides to do as far as uh, shoot a certain number of baskets, uh, excuse me, of three pointers every single day so he could just try to stay up to date with, uh, with uh, his jump shooting and just be at his best overall. You just look at the game that he's uh, put together this year and his overall game and how he's transformed from being really, I mean, let's let's be honest, under Rodney Terry, he was a volume scorer and, and that's what he was asked to do. Some nights he had it, some nights he didn't. This year, he kind of started that way where he was he was turning toward a volume shooter again, but then he kind of became versatile and he, he um, you know, he he facilitated a lot more. He was a great rebounder among the guards. And beyond all those things, you take away the rebounding and the assists. I think the thing that you put right behind his scoring is his defensive prowess. I mean, uh, Sule, boom, really. He he stepped up defensively to um, all all sorts of levels. UTEP fans, I think they uh, he's underappreciated uh, here in El Paso. And I think he's just one of the most underappreciated uh, players that you're going to find in UTEP basketball history. And I don't think it's really far-fetched to say that anymore. He's already entering among the best scoring ranks out there. And if you want to say that this team is getting too excited after wins, I understand that. And I respect your opinion on that. I just disagree. I, I, I think that this team can celebrate after these big victories, Ivan. Uh, and at the same time, come back at practice and try to um, you know run it back. If you're going to tell me that UTEP didn't have it in that middle Tennessee game, they they brought it in the second half after pretty much not you know not having it in the first half, not having any shots fall, playing a team that just you know the, the matchup is just not there. Southern Utah, the matchup was just not there. This is an athletic team who can shoot three pointers and who can rebound and who can score in the paint. That's UTEP's um, that's UTEP's kryptonite right there, and that's what hurt really hurts UTEP. So I don't buy that, Ivan. I, I get it when you're talking about uh, having higher goals. I'm with you on that. UTEP should have. 
have higher goals. They should have higher expectations. But if you want to hold them to being excited and celebrating after victories, no, I'm not I'm not for that right there. I don't agree. 8805763. Let's keep things moving. Mark is next. Mark, good evening. What's going on? Hey, how are you? Just wanted to touch uh, base on a couple things that you've already been talking about. And first is definitely the size. And I might be a little bit biased because I've got a small game sample from the from the Marshall game. Do you remember when they came into town? Yes, on, yeah, on Super Bowl Sunday. Sunday. Yep. Exactly. I I saw UTEP go out there and, you know, they played really well in the first half, but we've been talking about it all night. Size killed them. And Marshall had, you know, the worst record in the conference and came in with these big guys. And I don't know if the guys were just too anxious to watch the game already or what was going on, but but they really got dominated, you know, in the in the pain especially. Oh, I'm with you 100, percent man. I mean, look, you're not gonna you're you're uh, coming at me with saying that UTEP needs to recruit more rim protectors, big man. That's what we've been. I mean, we said that probably. You look back to our minor talk episodes back in December and January. They they simply need that kind of guy. The problem is, Mark, they just don't come as much as they used to. I mean, they, those those players are harder to find, whether it be the transfer portal, junior college, high school, whatever it may be. Those players are harder to find now more than ever. I agree, and if that's the case, you know what. No problem, no big deal, but maybe let's do a little bit more to get our guys in the gym and make them a little bit more hungry and maybe a little bit stronger as well, you know? I, I, I respect the guys that. that we have already. Yeah, I respect that because you still want to ha- you ha- you want to recruit winners. It's kind of going back to uh, Ronnie's call, Alex's call from earlier. You want to recruit winners if you're Joe Golding right now. You want to get guys who are hungry and who aren't really you know focused on social media and things like that. They they're guys who really do it in the gym. You never see Sule Boom post anything about how he's working in the gym or anything like that. He quietly works. He's probably working right now while we're here on Minor Talk and talking with uh, about and speculating on next season. So um, you need those kind of guys, the gym rat guys, the guys who are selfless and and who want to really just win uh, for this basketball program. Yeah, completely agree. And uh, I'll just end it with this. I really hope Boom sticks around. I really hope the enemy sticks around. Those guys are our power guys that we really need to to get over that hump. And, you know, maybe a couple other guys can spend a little bit more time in the gym this offseason. And, and if not – and you know, otherwise get somebody who can protect the rim. And thank you so much for the call, all right? Hey, really appreciate it, Mark. Thanks so much. Have a good one. All right, as we continue here on Minor Talk 8805763, our telephone number, winding things down here on the final edition of Minor Talk. Um, you know, I think it's only fitting that I do things solo tonight. I, I think I did things solo out in uh, Albuquerque with New Mexico. Uh, had a little scheduling issue with Sal on that one, and then uh, uh, coming back on this one, uh, filling it out with uh, a solo show here on Minor Talk to wrap up the basketball season. So, um, most definitely, big shout-out to Sal. And uh, it, it's just kind of funny how things uh, – Things wrap up here on uh, on another great season of Minor Talk. Chris Silva tweets the show. Great first season for ba- UTEP basketball. The program is in good hands with Coach Joe Golding. 915 Sun City, call of the night, nominee Jackson. We need young fans following the Miners. They're the most important recruit of this program has moving forward. I remember calling John Teicher as a kid like Jackson does on this show. Great season, fellas. Thank you, guys. Uh, that's coming from 915city at city underscore 915. Um, I'll say this. I remember being a kid. I remember 
all I was looking forward to is going into the car and hearing Voice of the Minor, John Teicher, when I was a kid, uh, listening to UTEP basketball games. So it's kind of a you know full circle moment. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you all and say that I'm a diehard UTEP fan or I you know all that all those kinds of things. I grew up a diehard UTEP fan all the way till I was probably in like middle school or so or you know high school or something like that, and then uh, ventured into the journalism ranks, and now you know I'm covering the minors and doing minor talk here. So kind of a full circle moment right here but uh yeah i i uh, i hear you 915 sun city utep does need more younger fans like jackson he is definitely up for a caller of the show after uh that very excited call that he had earlier in the show let's keep things moving 8805763 uh we're also at 600 espn el paso on twitter if you're still awake if you're still joining us here on minor talk as we continue this coming in from uh, Paul Reynoso on social media. Would have loved to have won the tournament, but tonight just wasn't our night. Credit to Southern Utah for coming to play. Whether we have a whole new roster or a mix of new and returning players, next season will be ours. Coach Golding is a real deal. Next year, we're going dancing. Go Miners. Hashtag Miner Talk. That's coming from Paul Reynoso on Twitter. Leo underscore Miner fan tweets us. Jaime Pinky, you're one of those super fans. Picks up, go miners, minor talk. That's coming from Leo. Yeah, Pinky, come on, man. You, you're the man. You're, you're the man. And uh, Pinky, a big, big shout out to your late brother who took you to uh, Texas Western Sports as a ten year old. Um, yeah, that you know, I you're you're one of the super fans out there. I'm I'm very glad that you publicly thanked your late brother and uh, and you know, big shout out to all the Arietta family. Thank you to Doctor David Arietta. Picks up is that that's what Pinky writes on. Twitter. Uh, a couple other tweets to get to from Ivan. To be clear, without Sule Boom, UTEP men's basketball only gets like 12 wins this season. Simply saying that this team get, got too high and seemed like they felt themselves a little too much over the wins over a 16-win team. They went off in the locker room after winning one game in the Conference USA Tournament. Stay hungry. You know, I think they are. I think they'll they'll stay hungry moving forward. I, I think it's tough to compare with the basketball classic as well. You know, it's I, I understand, man. I, I get your point. I get where you're coming from, Ivan. So I, I totally understand. Uh let's keep things moving. Eight eight zero five seven six three six hundred ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Joe Chacon checks in on Twitter. All that you all do is bring back the excitement of all UTEP athletics. Love this show. Love you guys. And once I get back to El Paso, I'll definitely buy drinks and talk all that is UTEP. Thanks for everything. Hashtag Brock is my OG. Hashtag Reppin from Colorado next season. Ah, okay, Joe Chacon moving from Cali. All right, he says he's repping from Cali now, but moving to Colorado next season. You know, it's cool that we have listeners from Winnipeg like Keith. We've got listeners from Cali like Joe Chacon and California Scott. We've got listeners in Vegas like Ryan who who checks in sometimes. Uh, we got we got people all around here on Minor Talk. So I, I appreciate people um, who are out of El Paso still checking in uh, and also even calling in on the show. Like Ronnie, he's not in El Paso. Appreciate him. Um, yeah, a lot of these guys who join us each and every Minor Talk. 8805763, our telephone number, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. I uh, want to get to some recruiting news. Uh, I, talked to, I talked a little bit about this earlier with Division One transfers and some speculations that we had earlier today just kind of being fun. Let's go over some junior college guys who UTEP has offered. And let's preface this with two uh, two 
recruits who we know UTEP will have next year. We know UTEP will have Jonathan Dosanjos. Uh, Jonathan Dosanjos uh, played a major role for Florida Southwestern State at the junior college level. He averaged 12 points in 30 games over this season. Uh, And then you also look at Shea Evans, who is the San Diego State transfer. He, uh, Shea Evans, did not, um, he he did not have the eligibility this year. He'll be a solid wing prospect for the Miners moving forward. He's been practicing with the team since January, and as a mid-year transfer, he will be eligible in the fall. Uh, I'm curious to know how many years he'll be eligible for, but I'd be surprised if he's not eligible for all four years. So, Shea Evans, uh, I'm excited for him. I've seen him in practice. I've seen what he could do he could shoot lights out he has size which is awesome at the wing position at like six foot six but he's got length too so um I think he's he he needs to get a step faster that's the one thing that I would like to see from Shea Evans but if he comes off the bench and is a knockdown scorer uh that's that really bodes well for the Miners next year um, UTEP did get a commitment over this past weekend. It's freshman forward Derek Hamilton, who is six foot ten, two hundred eighty pounds, and he's a center at Bozier Parish Community College. He announced he'd be joining the minors. He averaged eleven points on almost seventy percent shooting from the floor across 30 games that he played, and he also logged 5.6 rebounds per game as well. So UTEP gets a beefy guy uh, out of the junior college ranks. We'll see what happens with these junior college guys. But let's keep things moving. Uh, The Miners are targeting a handful of players from junior college. Let's let's go over some of these names. Benjamin Biala reportedly has three years to play at the Division I level. He's a six foot six combo guard, and he sat out a season to recover from a torn ACL. But he's known to be a strong two-way player, uh, and he's an international hooper from France. Bayala has another Division I offer also from the likes of uh, Pacific. So that's another name. I mean, that's another team to kind of monitor uh, in the race for fr- uh, French six foot six guard Ben Bayella, who has earned an offer from UTEP as of this week. Another junior college player that UTEP has on their radar. Another six foot six wing, Justin Thomas of Navarro Basketball. Uh, he is a Queens transfer from uh, North Carolina with three years to play. He was ranked at number fifty six in the JUCO ranking top 100. And just for reference, Jonathan Dosanjos checked in as a top 50 JUCO recruit, so um, Justin Thomas checks in at number 56 in the JUCO recruiting top 100. Uh, Justin Thomas, he is somebody who is a six foot six wing. He transferred to Navarro Community College, like we mentioned. His other offer includes Texas A&M. He'll have three years to play at the Division One level. He's known to be a, quote, Swiss Army Knight. And he could play multiple positions. Uh, curious to know um, how this one progresses. I'm also curious about Braxton Jones Peavy. This is an interesting name because we don't know too much about him, but he is a former four-star prospect out of high school. Uh, the point guard did play for IMG Academy. He also played for Iowa Western Community College. And most recently, he plays for for uh, Prolific Prep. Uh, he holds offers from the likes of Syracuse, Weber, uh, Weber State, Wake Forest, TCU, Minnesota, Stanford, Miami, Liberty, Providence, Fresno State, and Arizona. Um, 
I'm going to just say this real quick. You see that long list of teams, and I know that um, minor fans might say, oh, wow, well, I'm a little worried about UTEP going up against those teams and recruiting. Well, UTEP's got to go up in these recruiting battles, and he got to win some of these recruiting battles. And I think that uh, this coaching staff's hungry for that, those opportunities to try to do that. Center Jimmy Bell Jr. is someone that the Miners offered way back in December. Uh, Bell Jr. has offers from the likes of West Virginia, NCA&T, Northern Arizona, Sam Houston State, Bryant, and East Tennessee State, and he checks in at six foot ten, two hundred seventy pounds. I don't know if the Miners have cooled on that offer since uh, since um, you know December, but that's an, another name to kind of monitor as uh, the, the recruiting process continues um, as well. Uh, let, let's also go back to Twitter. Six hundred ESPN El Paso on Twitter. That's six hundred ESPN El Paso on Twitter. It's Caesar Cubillos who tweets the show. He says, uh, still in seventh place with a with a funny, funny picture. And that is uh, in reference to Sule Boom, who ends with 25 points today, was just one point shy of tying and then maybe, you know, trying to surpass Nate Tiny Archibald on the UTEP all-time scoring list um, in uh, after he checked out in this game. Hey, let's take our final time out of the show. When we come back, awards and wrapping up another season of Minor Talk presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. You're listening to Minor Talk on 600 ESPN El Paso. Brought to you by the Oscar Adietta Agency. Locally owned and operated for 24 years. All right, we'll get to awards in a little bit. 8805763 if you'd like to check in and give us one last call as we wrap things up for another great season of Minor Talk here as we continue for 600 ESPN El Paso. 8805763, that's our telephone number, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter as we continue here on Minor Talk. Let's get to some awards here on the show today. Uh, and first off, we'll start off with our hot hand of the game. This is brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso. After this game, got to give it to Christian Agnew loved what he did on the defensive side of the of, of the ball today, and he filled in for Jamal Bienemy. 13 points for Christian Agnew, four rebounds, two assists, zero turnovers in 33 minutes of action. Christian Agnew winning our hot hand of the game thanks to Win Supply El Paso. You can keep everyone warm, comfortable, and and cool this this uh, this spring with a new champion cooler from Wind Supply El Paso. They are the official supplier of champion heating and cooling products. To locate your nearest champion dealer, visit the Find a Dealer tab at windsupplyelpaso.com. Also, our player of the game, this one's coming up by Keat Southwest. It's Sule Boom. 25 points, five three-pointers. He had three assists, three steals, 36 minutes of action for Sule Boom. The junior has an opportunity to come back next year. Maybe that was his last game as a UTEP minor. Who knows? But uh, Sule Boom, easily the player of the game, uh, player of the season as well. Sule Boom has really uh, transformed his game to another level, has played so selfless, uh, has really shown what he could do. Just a walking bucket at times when he's on uh other teams get so worried. I mean, really, this guy's really hard to stop. So, Sule Boom, player of the game. That's brought to you by Keith Southwest. From prototype to manufacturing 50 million pieces, Keith Southwest is a trusted partner worldwide for aerospace, automotive, appliance, electronics, military, medical, and many more companies throughout the world. Learn more about Keith Southwest online today at Keith's SW. Com. I think we already kind of did a season wrap-up after the Middle Tennessee game. I won't, I won't rehash a lot of those things that I said before. Uh, just saying this, it's um, 
it's a lot of fun doing this show. And, uh, you know, I, I'm going into hibernation, but I'm not really going into hibernation because I'll be right back in action uh, tomorrow for uh, for Sports Talk. Love doing that. Love doing Minor Talk. Love love really talking to all the listeners and, uh, you know, people on social media out there. It really means a lot. I mean, from where this, from where this show started, uh, from, you know, I don't even know how many years we've been doing this, but uh, from when this show started, when we first took the contract for UTEP men's basketball to where it is now, uh, it's really unbelievable uh, how far it's it's come along. And it's really, it's not us. It, I mean, it's, we, we show up and we talk some UTEP hoops with you, but it's really the fans. It's it's everybody involved. It's the community. It's the people who have who've chimed in on this show time and time again. Those are the ones who make this show what it is. And uh, uh, for that, I, I really think everybody for doing that, I, I, I think I thank everybody for all the love they they showed me, showed to Sal, showed to Steve, showed to everybody uh, uh, over here at 600 ESPN El Paso. Uh, and it's not it's not over. It's just uh, see you later. We're, we'll talk to you in football season. It's coming right up. Uh, basketball season will be here before you know it. We'll take a little break here. We might come back for some off season podcasts. We might talk some uh, UTEP recruiting. So if you uh, like more of minor talk, if you like our our show and stuff like that, one of the best ways you could do it is just subscribe to us on wherever you get your podcast even if you listen to this entire show live uh, if you're at home today if you have a smartphone if you have a laptop whatever it is just search minor talk podcast subscribe leave us a review it really helps us out uh, and it really you know it goes a long way when we do things like that you know I love uh, love when people chime in on social media if you take that next step just uh, subscribe like our social media uh, page on 600 ESPN El Paso and uh, subscribe to us on our podcast channel it really helps us out a lot so uh just want to stress that emphasize that as well as we wrap things up on the show uh solo dolo i'm the only one here for sure at the 600 espn el paso lubingo studios there's no one in the building anymore uh and for that i'm i'm gonna bounce out of here as well i'm gonna leave the building uh UTEP falls today. Second round of the Basketball Classic. Southern Utah defeats them 82-69 for Sal Montes. Uh, for Angel Munoz, who helped us out this year as well. For all the listeners, all the guests that we had on Minor Talk. And uh, for everybody out there listening, thank you so much for listening to Minor Talk. Brought to you by the Oscar Addy at the Agency. We'll be back next season right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Have a great night, everybody. been listening to minor talk presented by the oscar Arrieta agency get started on a home auto or life insurance policy at oscar if you missed any of minor talk listen to the show on demand by downloading minor talk wherever you listen to podcasts